0: And you
1: can
0: live in the day you're a that has an aid. You have to have an aid. That makes every moment super So let's begin this episode. Uh, hello, Raj. Hope you are well.
1: Rokas, hello. I hope you are well. As You're looking very well. I'm sorry the listeners cannot see <laughs> see your wonderful face.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Raj. <laughs> so for this episode, I got a message from someone asking how to deal with feelings of deep loneliness and sexual frustration oh that's a good one so yeah i would like your perspective
1: on that what are your thoughts on it
0: i don't think it's i'm in a surely you have uh, some thoughts on it i'm in a different place to them and I don't remember exactly what I did when I had feelings of deep loneliness, but I know the way I am now from all the self-improvement related things I do, I have self-confidence in myself and I I know no matter what, I can get through a lot of things. So that confidence, I think, is self-respect as well, which... Which results in yeah, I don't really have those feelings because because of that, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, yes, <clears throat> that makes sense. And and it's important to know that we don't have to be feeling like the person to be able to help them, right? Maybe we don't even ever had to have to we don't ever have had to go through the same experience in order to understand that state of mind as a critical thinker and an explorer and a mystic of, of our of our mind and and self and the world and people we can we can understand things without going through them necessarily so that's why i ask i'm, I'm curious about the sexual frustration part i think but i think they tie together pretty much the same and and like you said self-confidence and self-respect are huge when it comes to energy management so i i don't really know what sexual frustration means in this specific context do you have any more insight as to what that means like Um, lacking what
0: before yeah. that he wrote there's definitely aspects of my headspace and ways of thinking about women etc that are merely causing pain oh
1: interesting so do you think this person is just like a, a young person who who wishes they could have more sexual experiences but they but they don't like it's just absent in their life
0: yes and I, uh, there was more in previous conversations where even in texting, he was saying like, he doesn't know how to how to text women either. So that really makes him lose confidence in his abilities as well.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Young people—they're too busy trying to put on this kind of show. They're trying—they're trying to play a role, uh, especially when it comes to the opposite sex. I don't know if women are like this as well. I, I would, I would, I kind of think that women are a little bit more themselves. They're kind of just there, they're living life. And that's really what guys need to do. But guys try to do a lot of, of overthinking when it comes to sexual advancements. And really one of the things that I've learned is that I think young men should not focus on what happens i think that they shouldn't focus on like an end goal of having sex with someone i think that they should they should focus on just being themselves and it's such a cliche answer but it's so in my in my experience it's 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 what women are looking for they're looking for someone who is just or who they can relax around and if they can relax and be themselves and not have to worry about things, then everyone can like let down their guard and just live life and be honest and, and let people know you, you really don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going to happen next, but, but you're just there. That's one side of the coin. That's like in the date, in the experience, in the texting, um, just being yourself now. But as we always talk about on this show, what am I about to say? What is the first side of that coin?
0: Uh, There's a balance. There's a balance. Uh, I was thinking you still need to strive to be the best version of yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to know who you are in order to be yourself. Right. There's a self-actualization process that has to happen before the self-confidence comes in, because if there's no self, there's really not going to be any confidence or it's going to be misguided confidence that turns into arrogance and narcissism. So. That can also attract women, but that gets the that gets the wrong kind of people. So less focus on. Oh, my God, what is this girl going to think of me? or take off, take, take out girl out of the equation. This goes for everything. Oh my God, what is this person going to think of me versus just start just talking about or doing what you normally do and, and what you like to do and, and, or your process of self-discovery. I think, I think one of the things that Helena and I did when we were dating, we like, we'd go to the I liked reading books. So I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to go to the library. You want to come to the library? And we would just go to the library and hang out like on a Saturday morning. And she also liked like just to chill and read books and drink coffee and stuff. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, I, I don't know if she doesn't like libraries. If she doesn't like libraries, like we're going to find out. And, you know, that's it, this won't be this won't work. Right. But I wasn't like, oh, my God. OK, so I can I can do this and and um, this will be fun for her and all that and all that. And it's like, no, it's important to show someone who you are so that they like the person that you're showing them. And if you're showing them a different person, well, you're going to have to deal with that those consequences later when they really find out who you are. So back to back to the beginning, Um so we're, we need to go on a process of self-discovery as young people, and if you're not a young person and you still don't know who you are, then your self-discovery journey is not over. Um, it's really never over, but it gets easier. It just gets more refining. But the the university, the pre-university um, student of life, they uh, they're focusing on what what they're what the social world is saying what what social media is saying and looking like and really you just have to um do your thing focus on doing your thing and whatever that is and and the 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 people that also like that thing will find you and you will find them in that same activity i wrote an article uh, one i think one of my most read articles online was like five things to find love or something like that. And and one of the one of the rules, was it like five rules? One of the rules was um stop looking, right? Stop like looking directly for love. Love, love is usually an indirect experience. And then it hits us directly. Um but the indirect it means that we're doing something and we fall into um, someone else we run into someone else we we're not finding or looking and that's fine too if if you are on some kind of match.com website and you're have a profile and things like that and you meet someone hey i i know a lot of people who have met the love of their life that way and that's all that's that's a direct search and that's fine but i would say for the most part um that's for older people, I mean mid30s and beyond. So for someone who is still finding themselves university pre-university, I would stay away from any kind of profile experience, um, especially anything regarding hookups and things like that. Maybe sexually frustrated young men kind of try to hook up with people and I mean that doesn't get you better at at actual, uh, courtship or actual um dating that's different that's with an entirely different end goal Um, a real person is is not necessarily looking for a sexual advance right away and and to go on the texting part with the person uh and with a lot of young men especially that i've talked to um Stop trying to make your text messages provocative and somehow alluring and, and erotic and sexual. Like, forget all of that stuff. Um, keep it simple. Stop Stop freaking out over little stuff and pretend like you don't really give a damn um, because you shouldn't. You, sh- you should focus on um, friendship And um, if, if a natural attraction occurs, then that's, that's wonderful. If, if you're worried about being friend zoned and I don't know if that's still a thing, but if you, if you are attracted to the person, if you do want something to be there, well, then you, you need to be sure of yourself. So you don't really fall into that, um, if you're really sure of yourself and you're sure of what you want, the lack of confidence, the two don't really go together because you already have confidence. So the, 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 the mere fact that the question comes up is, as you said, Rokas, it's a lack of confidence. It's a lack of self-respect, self-worth. Um, too many people are trying, too many young men are trying to advance in a relationship when they don't have anything to offer. Um, It's the, in my opinion, it's the guys that have something to offer naturally, that naturally find uh, themselves in a relationship regularly, or, you know, with with the attractive, you know, girls or, or with the flirty people at parties and stuff like that. I mean, it just happens naturally. Why? Well, they're already self confident, they're already doing their thing, and people just flock towards them. All right, so how do we do that? Well, we have to stop forcing everything. Um, stop treating every uh, girl that talks to you as a potential um, a, a sexual partner, number one. Like that's, that's what turns you into a creep is when every single girl that you know ends up, you know, turning into someone you could possibly have sex with. That's, that's a creeper. We don't want that. Um, it's okay to like be in a, a friendship with a girl and, and not advance sexually whatsoever. And as an adult, that's a regular part of life, especially if you're in a, a relationship. And well, I'll tell you the funny thing about being in a relationship. More women will talk to you more women will like end up around you in your life in different scenarios because as my good friend Ryan once said when you're trying to go in a relationship pretend that you're already in one right and why would he say that well because you're relaxed you're who you are in a relationship you're you don't have any work to do there's no striving so you can go up to someone in a in a grocery store and say hey I, I really like that outfit right like my dad he is like the number one uh, <laughs> like uh, attractor I've seen in, in a social situation and he doesn't give a damn about anything and that's why he's so open and that's why he's always like people are so comfortable around him he'll just like go to a store and be like I love your hair and then the lady will be like oh my god like thank you and then start a conversation with him and he's and he doesn't even think twice about it right and he's in my uh memory and experience he's never been single for that long it's after he got a divorce with my mom he was like constantly just casually dating like it wasn't even a thing um and then eventually he got I think not long after he got remarried. So he's just so, so much himself. He really doesn't care. Um, and that's, that's the key I think for young people as well. And the, the most important thing is I think that the number one, that creeper aspect of trying to have sex with every girl that smiles at you Two, um, be on your path, do your thing. And uh, women will really admire that and then want to be a part of it. And when you can sense that they are talking to you a little bit more than normal, texting you a little bit more than normal, um, you know, expecting different answers from you and they're just kind of probing or shit testing you, um, those are good signs that, that they want the conversation to keep going. And um, I think if there's something there, a self-confident young man should, should say, Hey, I I think there's something here and uh, I'm kind of into you. And like, I think you're beautiful. So would you like to, you want to either, if you already know the person, would you want to would you want to see where this goes? I think that's a good thing to say. Or if you don't really know the person that well, hey, do you want to go get uh, some lunch or you know start the coffee kind of dates? Do you want to go out like? Or I like, do you want to go out like? Um, and not in, the the key is to go out with the person and not invite anyone else. When you're in a situation where you're inviting other people, it's more of like a friendly thing. So you have to make it clear. If you want to make it clear to someone that you like them, you, you really should make it clear because um, women want that kind of thing to be made obvious right away if there's something there. So don't beat around the bush. Uh, and there's, you can tell that there's an art there because if you take that same advice and then apply it to everyone, it's not going to go well, right? You end, up, you end up being like over overreaching. Because, honestly, everyone is like, has their, like, what, how, how, how would I say this? Everyone is, like, beautiful. I know, like, I run into, like, beautiful people all the time, right? If we, if we went after every attractive person, we would be a mess. It would be ridiculous. So you have to be discriminative. A young person needs to be like, okay. Ashley's hot. Yes. Sarah's hot. Okay. You know, it's like you could go down the list and it's like they're all attractive. So what does that mean? It means you really need to understand what you're looking for because each one of them act a little differently. So you really should know what you want and then that will help kind of avoid overreaching um overdating things like that, trying to play the field. Cause that's not cool either. That's, that's kind of a no, no. And that will get spread around a small community as well, especially in a university. Um, if you're just going on dates with everyone, then uh, playing the field is kind of, you know, an, an identifier to me. Um, but guys do that too. Girls do that. Guys do that. Everyone, you know, so, is that I, I? I'm fairly confident that all that makes sense. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it's tough. It's I. I think some people are just. It comes with age. Maybe it comes with maturity. With me, I I didn't give a damn, and and I didn't uh, when I was younger. Honestly, I didn't care. I didn't give one damn about a, a girl. Um, like literally, and. I wasn't interested in anything. I wasn't sexually frustrated either. It's, it's energy management. I was like all about what I was doing and I did not care about anyone else. I don't recommend that path because I was actually antisocial and, and purposefully distant from women who girls who tried to date me. And I was very, I was probably mean and cold and, uh, I would ignore, I would literally like ignore women. or I mean, girls who would be like, will you kiss me? And I would just be like, no. So that was when I was also drug dealing a lot. And I don't know, I'm different. I'm, I don't think that's normal. I was like, just mean. And uh, I wanted to focus on making money causing trouble, things like that. Uh, I wasn't, I did not care about relationships. So oddly enough, I think some of that like made it very easy for people to flock towards me, right? Because I was doing my own thing. I was confident. I knew exactly. I had a lot of self-worth too much. And um, I think people were like, wow, that's cool. He knows he kind of stands alone, stands apart from the crowd. And uh, that was kind of cool as a young person, but I, I'd prefer a young person to kind of do those things like legally, right? Not, not, yeah, yeah. but um, also invite the attraction towards you. You know, when I look back, I could have been way more balanced. I could have been in simple relationships. I could have gotten more experience as a young person, um, but I was so focused on my thing. So that's, that's not balanced. Right. So all of that self-confidence stuff, that self uh, journey type path, discovery that can go too far as well. Right. Because I was literally turning people down, you know, when I could have been in a, in a, in a great relationship for whatever a young person is in a relationship for. So I took it too far. Right. So everything that I'm suggesting, I think everything that Rokas is suggesting, don't take that too far either. Just you have to find this this little balance. And that's the dance that we're all in, is the balance of life. Whether you're at work, at home, at your sport or activity, there's a balance in in everything we're doing. And that's tough. Learning the balance of life is really the... uh, is the, is the mystery of what we're all trying to figure out. And once the balance comes, you have to then keep it. And I'm still, every time I learn something new, I overdo it and then I come back into balance world, right? Um, I just started to take day trading very seriously. It's going very well, but I can already tell, you know, the moment I learn balance in day trading, I'm gonna be much better, right? But it's, it's, a, it's intense right now. So that's tough as a young person. um, They don't think about balance. They don't have enough experience to think about balance, but it'll come. It'll come. Uh, Rokas, do you ever, I don't know. I mean, have you ever gotten that kind of question? You give advice, but you're pretty sure the person is not going to kind of get it.
0: I mean, even if the person gets it, they still
1: might not implement it
0: yeah there's still like yeah that factor but even when you know what the correct decision or action is you still like have maybe self-sabotaging behavior which blocks you from doing it
1: yeah that's that's 100% agreed self-sabotage is like (laughs) number one um I have I was working with a young guy for like three years off and on And, uh, he did not get it. I was trying to say it as clearly as possible, but he, over the years, it was just like, Hey, it happened again. Hey, I'm like creeping people out. I'm scaring people. What do I do? And it's like, yeah, I keep telling you, stop being a creepy, weird dude. And just be friends with people like, you know, some people's biggest issue is they're comparing themselves to their friends or other guys. And they're like, oh, he like he, you know, slept with another girl or something or something like that. Right. And I'm like, who cares? Like, that's awful. (laughs) He's probably a terrible, (laughs) terrible guy. Um, You don't want to emulate people that sleep around a lot, whether they're guy or girl, it's, I don't know where that comes from. Some kind of, some part of the culture that that's a a level of achievement, like you need to unlock, but (laughs) I think that's dumb. (laughs) From what I've seen, all of that
0: is to create an abundance mindset. So you said, pretend you're in a relationship even when you're single, when you approach people, because then you'll act differently. So in this way, by sleeping around, uh, I think the yeah. goal is yeah, an abundance mindset. So they're yeah. not as bothered. Mm, not sure of yeah. the right cr- phrasing, but yeah,
1: that's well, way. yeah, no, that that's it. It's it's so that the person can f- have a sense or, or feeling of uh, confidence that they're yeah. they can easily uh, seal the deal. Because it's like one of the greatest mysteries for a young person, right? How does that happen? I wish more people, more young people understood that it's really pretty natural. Um, It's more weird and unnatural when you're trying to sleep around. I think when you're in it, like when you, when you know someone a little bit and you're actually in kind of like a decent relationship, it's great It, the sexual activities and, and whatever are pretty natural. But it's when you're trying to force it, everything goes wrong and it gets weird. So the loneliness part of that question we've covered before, but for a young person, yeah, too much comparison comparing to other people because loneliness is a is a qualifier added to by you to your life, right? Being alone is only negative. If you make it that way, being alone can be pretty amazing. Uh, If you are an awesome person to be around and you like to be around yourself, if you're lonely, uh, you lack substance probably, and you need something to do. You need something to learn. You need to figure yourself out a little bit. Um, That's one part of it. The other part of it is you need to be more outgoing. If you don't want to be lonely, you should probably surround yourself with other people. And uh, barring like the stupid COVID thing, um, my normal advice is go somewhere. (laughs) You are a free person. Um, Gosh, I guess when I was single, see, I haven't been out in the world. See, I was single for six months when I was free. (laughs) So I don't have before that. Let's see, was I, was I ever lonely? No. I mean, I've constantly been surrounded by people. But would that, that has been, I wish I had more time by myself when I was younger. I was always trying to surround myself with people. I was a very outgoing person, obviously. So if you're not an outgoing person and you also are feeling lonely, then you need to try, kind of become an outgoing person. If you're an outgoing person and you're lonely, I would say you've stopped being outgoing something has happened, right? It doesn't really make sense. If you're an outgoing, usually outgoing people, extroverts, find themselves around other people or in social situations and you're not really lonely. Because look, I could go, like the other day, I went to the, I went to the gym and there's a, there's a bar at our gym, like a lifetime, it's like a resort kind of thing. I went to the bar, I ordered a beer instead of working out. And uh, <laughs> uh, I start like I started a conversation with like three people at the same time, <laughs> and uh, I went from like being by myself to being with like three other people <laughs> instant instantaneously. So those are qualities that you have to develop. Go to a coffee shop. And just sit down next to someone, and in a in in a non weird way, like find something to 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 say to someone else. It's so easy. I mean, I would say especially in a post COVID environment. You said it's
0: easy. I think because you know how to observe people's like facial expressions and you adjust to that. But not not everyone is able to do that. Like they might not be able to discern like from a person if. Like how they're feeling off of their facial expressions, and wish it could go really wrong for them.
1: Yes, yes, you're right. So so definitely practice, like do the wrong thing, like be in awkward conversations, find out what is wrong, what is right, when is the right time to a- a- approach someone? When is it wrong? Look, <laughs> I I approach almost everyone I see, right? So in some way or or form, and it like it doesn't always work out. Sometimes the person is like what is going on right now? <laughs> and they get really uncomfortable. And I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, this, is, this person is not ready for my, <laughs> my energy. And that's fine too. So I would say make mistakes, but also you're right. Learn to look at people and to, to read people all the time. I don't know, going to a public gym really helps. I think working out at home is cool, but you miss out on a lot of the energy going on in the gym and uh, you can really benefit off that. I can tell when someone wants to talk to me or need something from me with like two glances, someone will usually give me two looks. It can be for anything. Like I had uh, some dumbbells on the floor the other day, but I was also like doing other workouts And the guy looked over once at the dumbbells and I was like, okay, okay. You want to use these dumbbells, don't you? And I, and a few more minutes later, boom, second look at the dumbbells. And I was like, okay, fine. And I went to him. I was like, Hey, you want to use those dumbbells? And he's like, thank you. And I need that one. And there's no other one. And I was like, yeah, no worries. So. Yes, that's exactly what you're talking about. The ability to, to see other people and, and see what their intentions are without them having to say or do anything. Observation is key in life. I mean, that's mindfulness. That's that's Zen. That's that's everything. Uh, being able to observe. Observation comes before meditation. So a part of the self-realization journey or um, a part of the the... The self-discovery path, uh, number one, yes, is is observation and attention, paying attention to everything around you. And I think that pulls people out of their own head, that gets them out of their own overthinking and their own maybe introvertedness. We really do want to engage with life. We want to be a player in life as a big game. And like I walk into a store or something, I'm standing in a line somewhere or something. I feel connected to the other people in line. I guess we're all there for the same reason, right? We want something at that place. Like it's so easy. Uh, I, I was, I sparked up a conversation with a, the guy I was getting uh, at like a wine store last night. I could, so practice, like I could have went in Bought something and left. Instead, I left with like the guy's name, his like part of his life story, and what he thinks about the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's practice. It's I guess you get better at it with practice. But if you don't practice, every interaction is going to be uh, weird, and you won't really know what to do. I think even being confident in yourself and comfortable. You don't even necessarily have to read someone. Um, I've sat down at places and I just said out loud to the person next to me, what I'm doing and, or what I think. And they're like, <laughs> like totally out of nowhere. There's a child like innocence or purity there. Like t- I think I've sat down next to someone I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, well, that's stupid. Hey, look at that. And then I'll show them like the thing that I'm looking at. And then it starts up a new conversation or something like that. Oh, funny thing happened to me the other day in the gym. <laughs> I met like our new best friend, <laughs> <laughs> like in town, this, this lady came up to me and asked if, if she could use the tricep pull down. And I was like, yeah, of course. And she's like, "How many sets do you have left?" And I was like, "It doesn't matter. We use it together. I'll t- I'll do this. You then you come in. You work in." And she's like, "Oh, thank you." And I was like, "Yeah." So then she did. She was doing that. I, I took out an earbud, right? So if if I'm in the gym, and I'm people want to talk to me, or I'm I'm near someone, I take out an earbud because I'm not a monster anymore, and I can hear other people, and I can also go back to listening to music if nothing comes of the, of the situation but we're, we finished like four sets of, of working in and then uh, I think I was like she finished and I was like what's next and she's like oh um, well I guess I'm going to do back now and I was like oh, okay I'll do it with you <laughs> 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 and she was like oh okay and <laughs> she Cause I was like, I, I I could go right now. I don't really feel like working out, but I kind of need some motivation. Like, and she was like, awesome. Yeah. Like, okay. We have four sets of, and I was like, cool. And then it was like, yeah, I don't know. Then an entire conversation sparked about our lives. And now Helena and I and her and her husband, and it's like, we're like new friends And, and it's great. Like we're planning to go out to dinner soon. Um, That's how, like, that's how fun life can be if you just engage with it, right? And um, I don't think I was lonely, but I would say I was, like, I was bored, right? I was at the gym. The workout was kind of lame. I wasn't really feeling it. So I was, like, made a new friend. And that was, like, then we had a great workout. Um, That can happen any time, all the time. You know if the mood is right and if you know what you're doing that's how we meet people right so i don't know so you know yeah yeah
0: um two things to say about that from observation Uh, (laughs) one i think from all the i think it would be a meditation from what you've achieved from that i think you feel more in touch with the universe and you know the connection between the universe and yourself and that. Well, Like, yeah, you feel a connection with other people because of that. So it's easier for you. It comes more naturally to just socialize because you know we're all the same. Whereas other people have different perspectives when they look at someone. Then another thing is from all the work you've done in the past, you have a really interesting life story. So you know when you approach people, you would have so many things to talk to them about. Whereas someone else, they might not have much going on. So even if they approached, like they, they wouldn't have much value to give the other person. So they wouldn't really bother. That would also cause anxiety to approach, knowing you really wouldn't really even know what to talk about.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that, much that's, value that's, to. that's true, right? I mean, definitely meditation is the key to expanding yourself and, and, and feeling in tune with everything. That's so important. If young people aren't meditating, I think they're kind of they're going to be lost a little longer. But with with like life experience, here's the funny thing that, and this is a great example. Um, when we were working out, uh, I didn't say anything about myself until like we were leaving, and we were focusing on her life, and she had an amazing life, and I was able to joke later. Like, I was like, I thought I was cool, <laughs> but you're a superstar. So she's literally, she's literally like the wife of a former professional basketball player. She's a former professional athlete. Her kids are semi-professional athletes. So it's like, I'm, I'm talking to like this big time superstar and working out with like a, a superstar. And here I am. And it's like, I didn't need any of that. To elevate the situation, she yeah. alone. What, 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 go ahead. It
0: still gave you the self confidence to engage in the conversation. And you knew experience is important. Yes. You knew even like what questions to ask or how to engage her fervor to continue. Whereas someone with less experience, they wouldn't really know how to prolong the conversation and take those, like, extract those things out of her that she talked to you about.
1: Yeah, so when I was younger, uh, that just reminded me of a situation. When I was younger, oh man, I can see it just like it's so clear, like it happened five minutes ago. I was sitting, I was at a party, and I was—it wasn't even really a party; it was a friends get together at someone's house. So there was like eight people, maybe, maybe three people in the back, three people in the kitchen, and then uh, me, and then I was just like watching. A movie in the living room, I guess, because I knew a few people there, but not everyone. And so this is pre-Raj. Um, I think I was like watching a movie. Uh, I think everyone had like gotten high or something, and, and we were all just chilling. But I separated from the group because I didn't care about anyone. I guess there was the, like I was doing my own thing, right? I was like, okay, I'm gonna turn on the TV because this conversation is stupid so right off the bat I'm already like doing my own thing I'm sitting there and then this like the most uh, attractive girl there um, sat down and started watching the movie too and like separated from the group and she's she sat there but she wasn't watching it she wanted me to say something to her and I was like, in my own head, I was like, I don't, I'm not engaging in this. I'm doing, I, I, I was, I don't know. This is where it went too far. But, and she was like, then she said something like, oh, I've never seen this before, right? Like the way to spark a conversation with something you don't know anyone, anything about or not having much of a story yourself. And I was like, oh yeah, uh, I've seen it before. It's, it's pretty good. And I think that was the last thing I said. And I just kept watching it and like sipping a beer or something. And she got noticeably frustrated and kind of pissed off. And she said, she like raised her voice and was like, well, I guess I'll go outside and smoke a cigarette (laughs) and like stormed off. Right. So in the situation where you don't have much experience you don't have much to say, or you don't have much experience with someone or people. What do you talk about? Like, what do you do? So the key is to find, excuse me, find anchor points around what you're, where you are and what you're doing. And that's exactly what she was doing, right? The first thing she said regarded the movie that was in the room Because neither of us had any substance, really. Um, And that's all that it really takes to grab someone's attention. Because the next thing I was supposed to say was, oh, hey, I'm Raj. What's your name? I'm so-and-so. Oh. Who do you know at this party? Oh. Oh. I know so and so. Oh, okay. Oh, is that your car outside? Oh, that's my car next to it. Cool. You know, and then like you could meet like your next fiance that way. Like that's just without experience, without stories, without context, we just focus on whatever we're doing at that moment, which is why I say, for young people to, or anyone looking for a relationship to not look for a relationship. Look for people who are doing the things that you like to do. And then the relationship follows naturally. So if I don't have much substance, but I like to lift weights, I could go to a gym regularly, lift weights. I could see like the person there, the same person there. Oh, like this just happened the other the other day. I've seen the same guy there, like every time I lift and I needed a spot. And I was like, Hey, can you help me spot these dumbbells? They were hundreds and I don't have wrist straps, so they're going to fall out my hands or whatever. So he's like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll give you a spot. And we're in the nodding phase where every time I see him, I just nod to him. Like, it's like, Oh, that guy, Patty, you know, same guy every day, other weightlifter. Like, also kind of like who knows what he's doing so we're kind of on that level and uh he was like I was like he finished and he's like that's it and I was like yeah I know he's like okay cool I was like thanks I'm Raj I'm Mike and it's like now Raj and Mike like Mike knows Helena Mike has met our child like we talk to each other every day and it all started with weightlifting right that was the anchor that brought it in and, uh, so that's all, that's all I think really is, is the main thing to focus on. Um, because you're right, hundred percent young people don't have a lot to go off of and they don't do many adventurous things a lot of the time. Well, I know, I noticed you do a lot of adventurous stuff. Like yeah. you're either like skiing or, going to cool places with people and I've um, realized
0: how much yeah all the things I've do how that's changed me and how much more comfortable I am around other yeah. people.
1: Yeah, so the, the even the little things can be substantial. I think um you know I I try not to bring up a lot of stuff about me a lot of the times because I'm kind of sick of it and I'd rather learn and absorb information about other people. And for young men, this is a big piece of advice here. In a situation where you like someone and you're trying to get to know them better, stop talking about yourself, right? Don't don't make it all about you, make it all about them. And then you get rid of the age old question, what do we talk about when we're sitting there across from each other, right? You let them talk about themselves. More specifically, you let her talk about herself. Or, you know, in a, in a uh, if it's a guy and a guy or a girl and a girl, you let the more feminine person talk about themselves. Because that's a very feminine uh, energy quality to be, to be self-expressive. Um, that's all Shakti force in Hinduism. That's all feminine energy. Masculine energy is naturally kind of just closed off and uh, observative, right? And just paying attention, being aware, holding down the fort type mentality. But a feminine expression is, is very outgoing. So you let that person who has that energy do, do the work for you, right? So it doesn't have to be gender specific, right? Uh, Everything I say is, is not really gender specific. It's energy specific, energy specific. If, if, and I think with a girl and a guy, sometimes the guy is more self-expressive. And so the girl will, will probe more about his life. And then in that way, they'll get to know each other. And the roles kind of flip a little bit, which is fine too. Um, Whatever works, whatever makes the situation more comfortable and fun, if it's too boring and it's not going anywhere, well, either there's no chemistry or you guys haven't found any common interests and um, in you're your talking about the wrong things. Like, let's say you're sitting down with someone drinking coffee and uh, it's the first time you've ever talked to them. And you ask them about what they do for work. And they give you like a one word answer. What does that mean? It means they don't want to talk about work. It means means maybe they don't like their job, right? <clears throat> so what, what do we do from there? Well, we have a choice. We can find another anchor point and say, oh, um, so-and-so, what's, what's, what's the most interesting thing that you think you do f- throughout the week? right? And then you can find a a massive interest point or double down on the work. Oh, do you like your job or, or do you hate it? Do you wish you did something else? Ah, now we can maybe get to someone's life passion. Well, actually, I don't like it, but I'm in med school on the side and I'm going to become a doctor one day. Oh, now we find out something even more by doubling down on something they don't like. That's just one way to go about that situation. I was, I, was, I was in that situation recently at the bar that I was, that I was talking about at the gym. And uh, someone had asked me what I did. And then they said what they did. And they were like, well, that, my, what I do is not really interesting. And so I went deeper down into that and said, um, well, what would you rather be doing? And then you find out about all kinds of stuff. And the thing goes from there. So maybe when people think there's no chemistry, maybe they're actually just like unaware of, of what to ask, unaware of how to anchor different interest points in a conversation. I don't know, but maybe that's an interesting thought that I just had. Maybe if you're self-confident and you're self-aware and you're, you're charismatic, maybe there's chemistry with everyone. Maybe it's an illusion that there's there's only specific chemistry with certain people. Do you feel and, like yeah. you could be create a conversation with anyone, Rokas? Now, 80%? potentially,
0: yes. I'm just wondering, what well, if that person really went through something bad very recently and really isn't in the mood to talk to someone in that moment? Yeah, I don't think like for your conversation you'd be able to uplift them. Um, They'd probably still give you like signals of, yeah, like I don't want to be bothered right now.
1: Definitely. And obviously, yeah, respect those signals and don't be weird um, and don't try to force anything. Yeah. No, that's not what I mean.
0: But in general, yeah. Um, I find that really fun. Like, Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because... They just reminded me one time I left um, to go outside my house during, we were having a house party on Tuesday and some people were smoking outside. I was waiting for my friends for some of my friends to come and I saw a girl passing by so I said, I hope you have a good night and then she said, oh thank you and then one of the people who were smoking outside said did you just like try to hit on the girl? I said no I was telling that to have a good night and then she was like uh, go up to those other people and them that as well because like it seemed like three or four like people coming down that seemed like thugs so people you wouldn't really want to speak to and then at first I thought as in at first like I I wasn't gonna I didn't want to do it because I want to do things that I want to do not when someone else tells me to do them when I looked at them it seemed like an interesting challenge so Uh. I went up to them and then I'm like Really sorry to disturb. I just wanted to say, I hope you have a really great night. And then one of the people from the back were like, Oh, you know what? I hope you have a great night as well. And then we just started speaking about things like, Oh, how are you doing? I am great. What about you? Just like really uplifting things. And he was like, Man, I hope hope everything goes well in your life. Like he was saying things like that. I hope, yeah, you like you achieve what you want to achieve, like those sort of things. So it was quite a funny interaction. And then I saw my friends coming, So went to say hello to them and they walked off. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: it. That's exactly it. That's the game. That's, I hope your friend learned a thing or two about, you know, your comfortability level and, the, you know, the person who challenged you. That's awesome. That's the idea. If you do that, you can go anywhere and do anything. I think that's what people mean by that. I think that's what motivators mean by like, you can go anywhere and do anything. If you can talk to people, you can go anywhere and do anything because people are everywhere. I think I, I, think I love one of, the, yeah, it is one of my favorite challenges right now is to, is to spark a conversation with anyone, anywhere. And, and um, it's not like I do it consciously it just happens. I also, the gym is the easiest example. Cause we go every day, but I've met like at least six people in like two weeks by going in, sitting down and saying, we made it. <laughs> we made it to the gym. We made it to the gym. <laughs> why, why is that? Like An anchor because everyone knows it's not always easy to get to the gym. Just Mm -hmm. getting there is like the hardest part once you're there. So, if you understand yourself, you understand all people. If you understand all people, you understand yourself. They they both work in tandem because the same, because that's why Musashi said, if you know one man, you know 10,000. Meaning you know all people because you know one person. Now, in psychology, in Eastern psychology, that's because we all have the same mind and the same kind of energy systems, but it does take practice, right? It helps to know like and gather data about maybe 50 people, and then you start to understand 100 people. And then if you can understand 100 people, you could probably understand 500 people and then you start to understand every nature and if you meditate you start to understand that everyone has the same ability to step into the same nature or character but we choose not to or we don't we don't it's not our karma to step into a different character so i take things that that are interesting or common to me and to most people and i make it an anchor point in an initial conversation and now if you if, and, you know, because the person will immediately be like, oh, my God, isn't it great? You know, or, or they'll say something else. And um, now it's like you see I see some of those people every day and they're like, hey, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, and that's it. You have a connector, right? That's how you network. And I'm a heavy, heavy believer in in being a connector and a networker and not just for business, not like a professional thing, but for a life thing to increase your life portfolio, connect with as many people as you can try to get to not like empathize or sympathize with everyone, but just connect, make a connection there. You know, if you're the new guy at the gym, try to connect with a different person every time you go, or maybe every other time you go Um, and not just be that the same guy that everyone sees every time, but, but try to, to learn the key players in the gym, you know, the same thing at work, connect with people at work and you'll, you'll do better at work. Connect with people. If you go to the same coffee shop every time you should probably know, a little bit about each of the per- people giving you coffee, if it's the same person. Um, and you, I think as a young person who knows that they will go very far. I, they will be able to be able to go anywhere and do anything because people are everywhere. Connecting with people is, is the, Biggest success in life, I think. Biggest key to path of of success, not not like. And another thing is,
0: people
1: respect others who
0: are confident to approach like that because it's a lot rarer now, because of how we've advanced. Because of social media, everything like it's rare for people to just come out, come to you out of the blue and just start talking. So yeah, there's there's a certain amount of respect that comes from. Like other people seeing you from that as well. Always, there is, so.
1: there is 100%. a hundred percent. There's a big respect there. And then you're never lonely. I, I, you know, I don't think you'd ever be lonely if you could do that. Uh, being lonely is an interesting question in, in and of itself, right? It implies so many things. I don't know. Do they want to be lonely? What does that mean? Are they sad that they're alone or are they sad that they're with themselves Are they sad because they're thinking about something?
0: I think for a lot of young males, it's that feeling of you don't know if you'll find someone that will want you. So it's an ego thing, I think, potentially. Mm, Yeah. Because, yeah, you're just not having any success with women. So you think, is there a problem with me?
1: Ah, so the specific context is I'm lonely as in a relationship type lonely. For a lot
0: of, like, younger males, I think it's because of that. Oh, man. But then, of course, it comes down to whether you have close friends you can go to during your time of need. If you've built those connections, if you've, yeah, helped people who needed it, and now, you know, you can, like, you can rely on them to help you as well. Mm-hmm. hmm I guess, yeah, quite a few things come into those feelings.
1: Yeah, it sounds like if the main reason someone would create loneliness would be because they're projecting yeah. their story on someone else. And they're like, I should actually be in a relationship being happy with someone. They must be comparing themselves to another situation, um, maybe a movie or something or uh, someone in social media or something. I don't know. And maybe they've felt love in the past
0: and now without that feeling, they feel lonely. They might yeah. think they need that feeling to feel complete. Mm-hmm. There's also that aspect, I think.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important to not compare yourself to other people or other situations. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just not logical. Um, like right now, Whatever you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. If that means you're not in a relationship, then you're not in a relationship. There's something you're supposed to capitalize on. If you're supposed to be in a relationship, then you'll probably, it'll probably happen. So I think a lot of people don't like that, that philosophy. Um, They want life to happen to them. But that's not how life works. Like We have to engage with life. Life is just a, um, a field of potentiality. That's all it is. There's a lot of things about to happen, but the catalyst is you. And if you pretend not to be a catalyst, if you, if you think that life's reactions happen by themselves and act upon you, uh, chances are you will miss out on everything and And not much will happen for you. Um, there's so much potential out there. He, man, I, one of my greatest mentors, um, he was in he taught us uh, Rob. He taught us the uh, the asphalt game and being salesman back when we were in the asphalt business, um uh, me and my friend Tony. And uh, man, that guy was so powerful, like, he had so much energy. It was amazing to see him move and to work. He, he, it was a little too much. He would never relax. He, it was so intense. But he lived that way. He walked outside and, and changed lives and, and, and just moved the forces of the world. And like just picking up a pack of cigarettes he would connect with like three people. He would have like one concrete job uh, and one like potential client. And he was just all business all the time. And like life was there for him to just control. And it was, it was amazing to see. Uh, and some of that rubbed off on us and, and really changed our lives. And uh, man, having a mentor like that really helps. I would say if you can pick up a mentor, do it if you can. And, and I I'll ask people like as a joke, kind of a humorous, but I'm also really serious. I'll be like, Hey, if you're ever looking for a student, I'll be your, I'll be your student. Um, and it's kind of like funny, but I'm, but I'll also be like, but seriously, if you want to be my mentor, like I would pick you. And um, I think that's, I think that's important to, to be able to do that, to be a student. And, and to this day, I, I I try to pick up mentors all the time for people who don't, for people who know more than I do. And I don't know as much as them. I want to know what they know. I want to, I want to learn things. And um, that's, that's an important skill to have. Yeah, so, so, so you know, we would we would go get breakfast with him with the with Rob Rob uh, his name was Rob Chukowski, and Polish guy, and um, we'd go get pancakes or something, or and we would me and Tony would he like he'd buy us like breakfast, and then we would uh, start to leave, and then um, he would find out like who owned the place. And we would be, he'd be like, hang on a second. And we would go, go to the car and he would come out like five minutes later and he would say, okay, load up the equipment. We're going to do this parking lot right now. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? And he's like, I just signed a $10,000 deal for this parking lot. And then that one across the street <laughs> and free breakfast for the next year. And we'd be like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened? I mean, skill, talking to people, knowing people, connecting with people. It was money for him. It was business. It was life. It was everything. And he was so good at it. And um, I'll never forget. Uh, that's how we got um, one of our biggest jobs with just me and Tony. Um, we got a Mexican restaurant. And uh, we were eating at the place, just Tony and I, down the street from where we lived at the time. And the owner happened to be like walking around. I think if you go to a Mexican restaurant, chances are you're gonna meet the if it's a family place, you're gonna meet the family. And Tony was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna nail this thing. I can do what Rob does, right? Tony was real big into, into that. He was very confident. And I was just like, okay, good luck. I wasn't as confident as Tony. And um, he, he finds the owner, talks to the guy, and lands the deal. Nice. And we we do the parking lot I think that night. And that was our first like all night job. We got 3000 bucks. We striped it after the seal coat. And then customers came in like 10 minutes later and everything was dry and it was perfect. So we go back to Rob. And we're like Rob, Rob, we got like we we were up all night on a on a uh a big job it was our first parking lot that we got. And he was like, oh, yeah, where? And uh, we were like, oh, at the Mexican place uh, down the street from where we live. And he's like, oh. So did you get free Mexican food for a year? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you realize that's part of the deal, right? That's part of the contract. <laughs> we were like, can't you focus on the win here? And he made us go back. <laughs> <laughs> And get get them to throw in free (laughs) vaccine. I mean, he was relentless. And it's so important to learn that, like, it wasn't enough. It was like, you you can do more. You can do better. And what was funny is, so we hadn't slept all night, right? So we were up from one day to the next. We were exhausted. We clean up the equipment. Um, We go inside. I remember laying down, like, falling into my bed and my phone rings and it's rob and he's like i got a big job it's happening right now are you in i was like uh yeah let's do it and he's like chances are you're gonna be up for another day and another night and i was like let's go and and I I picked, I went and then I uh, met him at the job and he looked at me and he said, Raj, you're going to succeed at whatever you want in life because you, I know what's going on. Tony wasn't there. Tony just had to sleep and he's like, that was it. Like, I, 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 I don't need you necessarily for this job, but I wanted to see what your reaction was to losing another day of sleep. He's like, that's impressive. So that was that was key for me. That was a big boost in my life, and um, so more young people need that. More young people need mentors. Uh, I think that was one of the big things I wrote about early on in 2015. How we don't have teachers anymore. We don't have role models anymore, um, and that's still true. That's still true. People like Rob are few and far between. So man, yeah, that's powerful because it's like a direct teaching. It's, it's like, you can hear it on a podcast. I'm, 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 we're talking about these things and everything, but that was like one-on-one in person in the field. The energy was there. It was like being transferred to me and he was like giving me his blessings. And that was powerful. That was very real. I think that's why people are religious. I think that's why people depend on certain things and to 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 live life a certain way. And Stephen Covey says that uh, you don't. Your mentor doesn't need to know that you're a student. So he did say that, and I do respect the words of Stephen Covey. And I never forgot that when I heard that he said that your mentor doesn't even need to know that you exist, and your mentor doesn't even need to be alive. So at the very least, you know, emulate the teachings of someone, somewhere along the lines in some field and um, you'll benefit, hopefully. Christian. Yeah, that was good. Thank you everyone for listening. Rokas, thank you for the um, motivation and inspiration to uh, talk about that. That's a great, that was a great uh, topic. And um,
0: thank you for your insight and time rush. Excited for the next one. Till next time.